Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. <laughs> we slum it hard so you don't have to. Have to. of the year they have to what the heck was i talking is about? rookie of the year the one with the kid that has the shoulder surgery correct okay rookie of the year is the story of a young man i don't remember his name who probably is ricky a, right is a big cubs fan and he likes year. he also yeah it's ricky ricky of the year <laughs> he also he also enjoys playing baseball, but is not very good, so he doesn't get to start. He only gets to put in the game when Windemeyer has an asthma attack and has is taken out. <laughs> and he misses the he misses the pop fly to basically lose the the game for his team. And then yeah, he messes him. up his Coach hat and he throws the ball he throws the ball over the fence <laughs> instead of back to home plate. <laughs> That seems like a pretty fundamental misunderstanding of the game. Well, his hat gets pushed out in front of his eyes, so he can't see. <laughs> so he's oh, like okay. spinning around. So he thinks he's throwing it home, but he accidentally throws it over the fence. <laughs> seems like a misunderstanding of the game. Um, like, is so this anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's like he's running to third base after he hits it or whatever. Wait, while they're running, my job is to throw it over the fence, right? <laughs> so once it's out of the park, everyone has to stop. Yeah, I win, right? Okay. My team wins if I throw it over. So the then, court. but then, get this. Uh-oh. Then he's, like, at school, right? And someone's like, hey, Rowan Gardner. Oh, his name is Henry Rowan Gardner, by the way, I remembered. Wow. Hmm. He's like, Rowan Gardner, catch this. And he throws the ball. And Rowan Gardner runs for the ball. While he's running for the ball, he steps on another ball that's on the floor, <laughs> causing There's him so to fall. in this movie. And break his arm. <laughs> His arm is hmm. in a cast, like, but like up in like an L shape for some reason. Yeah, the whole like, time. He's, like he's doing the scout. Like yeah, he's doing the it's scout like in traction. Like he's doing like, it's like a right hand turn. He's like, yeah, <laughs> on his bike and bicycle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for like a long time. And then when they take it off, what happens is the tendons heal, healed a little tight, mm -hmm. causing him to have super strength in his arm. Mm -hmm. As a celebration, his mom gives him tickets to a Cubs game. For getting his cast off. Happy cast off day. They go to the game. Cast off day. He was a cast off, and now he got his cast off. I believe the Cubs are playing the Pirates. The Pirates player hits mm -hmm. a home run. That's not believable. <laughs> Henry gets the ball, and the tradition is you throw the ball back if the, out if like the other team hits a if home run. If you're the opposing, yeah. So they're like, what? throw no, it back. It. Throw it back. If it's the other team that back. hit the homer, you don't keep it, Phil, because like yeah, you're not, if you're you don't if want to the celebrate visiting the fact team that they hit a hits home a home run, you. you throw it. Oh, back. you don't want to keep somebody else's home run. I see. Yeah. Yes. So he throws it's it like back. This weird. I hate that. I hate that about baseball, though. But because like he throws it all the kid, way to the catcher. Line drive. You just blew our minds. <laughs> frozen, <laughs> frozen rope. All the way to the catcher with his new super arm. Someone sees that, hires him to pitch for the Cubs. He becomes a starting pitcher for the Chicago Cubs. 
wins of rookie year. of the year. Just because they saw him throw one ball? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they have a tryout. Okay. Um, is he's a public really tryout? Like is that the one with Tony Danza? No, Tony Danza is not in this movie. Oh, is that the one with uh, Charlie Sheen? No. And um, this movie, Major, that's Blade. Major League, stars mm. the kid who plays Henry. Like Dennis Quaid or something? An old guy. No, that's not Dennis Quaid either. And it's not Kevin Costner. Oh, is that the one with uh, Christopher Lloyd? No. Oh, it's the one with James Earl Jones, I think, right? <laughs> no. The person who's in this is, I can't remember his name. Kevin Costner. Moment. Kevin Costner's in it. What is his name? Oh, I should know this. I really oh, should know dude. Gary Busey plays it's one Gary of the Busey, yes. Gary Busey plays a guy <laughs> named Chet Stedman who, who becomes a mentor for Henry. He's kind of like on his way out. He's like an old guy. Um, he, he's an old pitcher. He becomes the mentor of Henry. He teaches him like how to live on the road and all this Dude, stuff. Can you imagine if Gary Busey's your mentor? You yeah. <laughs> There's That's one part rough. where Gary Busey teaches <laughs> teaches him how to order Salisbury steak on an airplane. <laughs> that is magical. <laughs> it's a magical moment. Have you guys not seen have this I, movie? I no. have. <laughs> have it's I told been you a guys? Long time, I want uh, Aaron but, to finish so wait, when he, his time with this movie, when, but have I told you guys about the time I met Gary Busey? No, I mean, probably. What? It sounds familiar. Why don't you tell us again? No, finish. let's finish talking about Ricky So did his parents get Angels back together outfield. when he joined the Cubs then, Phil, Aaron? No, so his his dad is, like, gone. He doesn't know his dad at all. Yeah, but his mom's got a together? New, no, his mom's got Isn't a new boyfriend. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. When the Cubs win the pennant, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then they can be a family again. <laughs> Cubs in the uh, outfield. Dermot, that's Dermot Moroney in that role. Small role. Are you sure man. it's not uh, Dylan McDermott? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> so, the Cubs go from last place to like making the playoffs and doing really well, and they face the Pirates in the... Oh, oh, so at one faces, point he faces the guy who hit the homer that he caught. Yeah. So, but I, let me let me backtrack. At one point, Henry's like having like he's in a tight spot. So Chet Sedman comes out. We're in a tight spot, and he says, "Don't be afraid." Oh, that's you good advice. You can't deal from fear. You got to deal from the have to. The have to is what's inside of you that makes you do great things. Deal that sounds like from Gary the have Busey. to. That's. That sounds as coherent as I would expect Gary Busey to be. Chet Sedman turns around, turns around and walks away. Henry says, what the heck was he talking about? Chet Sedman says, what the heck was I talking about? Gets the dugout. The manager says, so what'd you tell him? And he says, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, there's a running gag where the, where the, the manager can't say Rowan Gardner for some reason. So he calls him like he calls him like Garden Hoser and Rabble Rouser and Dude, Garden Hoser is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's Garden one Hoser. thing. Rabble here's Rouser. one thing I want to know. When when he threw the ball over the fence in his little uh, league game, yeah. Did the manager throw his hat on the ground in anger? Yes, I believe <laughs> okay, so. Good. I mean, he had to have, right? Yeah. And like kind of kick the dirt. Yeah, <laughs> just standard angry manager behavior. Back in the uh, Adam Carolla 
We um, haven't even finished the movie yet, but go ahead. L.A. LA Morning Show <laughs> days. Oh, yeah, that'd be a shame he, if we didn't get to <laughs> We got to get to the, the end. The end is the best part. He would always do this bit about, you tell me where a monkey can't pitch in a major league game and I'll take him off the field. <laughs> like an airbud. In all those movies, in all those movies where there's like somebody going, no, come on, ref, do something about this. No, you tell yeah. me where it says a dog can't well, play soccer. Well, it's like air, air, that's where it originated. Air it was airbud. There's nothing in the rule book. There's nothing yeah. in the rule book. <laughs> <laughs> is there an age requirement for being in the major leagues um i don't think i think like 18 maybe i so doubt it, it i mean does there need to be but it's i don't think like there's any... like an actual rule about it yeah like no kids would be good enough i don't yeah <coughs> you might have to like have graduated high school i don't know maybe so because there's like like other leagues have of... more restrictions like why would on players why would all those dominican players lie about their age if if there wasn't, I guess. Well, they they only lie. Oh, about that would their have age. been for like little league. They lie to say that they're younger so that they can play. A lot of times, people oh, lie so, and they say they get drafted younger, better. so they can That's get right. like a competitive advantage and stuff. Well, even in little league, it's like a good way to cheat. Yeah, like if your pitcher's fourteen and everyone else is twelve, like that's a big yeah, advantage. yeah, yeah. That's yes. Yeah, there's there's this one team my kids play against, my kid plays against in soccer. And I'm always like, hey, can we check that kid's birth certificate? And everyone laughs. Uproarious <laughs> laughter. <laughs> <laughs> Is the kid American? Is that why you're trying to check the certificate? <laughs> Is that kid yeah. a citizen? Let's get I'm that birth certificate in here. <laughs> yeah. You're a birther. I, I keep you're saying, a birther for your son's I soccer saying, team. <laughs> I think he's from Kenya, and then people kind of get uncomfortable. <laughs> Is that guy a Kenyan Muslim? <laughs> He's just like a at first. I forgot Kenyan. that that was like the part of it. Then then I was like, wow, that was really specific. And you're yeah, dude. You're going because like the crazy like Kenya. There are multiple countries in Africa that are primarily Muslim, and Kenya is not one of them. Well, but his like Obama's father is is Kenyan, I believe. Yeah, but like that's but not but that's Mus- what I'm saying is like yeah, 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 like where what <laughs> like what's the leap? Just because his skin, just because his really name like, kind of sounds like Osama. <laughs> Exactly. Well, he must be a Muslim. Hussein. Barack Hussein yeah. Obama. Don't oh, forget. that's never, true, too. The never forget. Hashtag never, never forget. <laughs> so Henry has the, whole, about, the right? whole time, Henry has this glove from his mom, right? Also, he hates Jack, who's his mom's boyfriend. Henry has this oh, glove. Because he wants, but then when they win the pennant, she leaves Jack. Even before that. So check this out. Henry has a glove. Yeah, obviously. His mom says, that his mom says was his dad's glove. His dad was like a great pitcher, but he had he like died when he was young. This is the story, right? This is really touching stuff. Died when Henry was young, <laughs> not when the dad when Henry was, was young. young. Otherwise, I mean, the dad was relatively weird. young. Like, how also. did he even? He wasn't like a child. child, but he was young. He was like in his twenties, I guess. Like this, as the story goes. Anyway, um, so at one point, Henry. Well, so Henry becomes friends with Chet Stedman, which Jack does not like because Jack hates Chet Stedman because Chet Stedman is a mm-hmm. sexual threat to him. <laughs> <laughs> so at, at one point, Jack tells Henry something, and Henry says, you're not my father, to which Jack responds, that's right, I'm not your father. Chet Stedman is not your father. In fact, your mother doesn't even know who your father is. He's just some guy who left town. <laughs> 
Jeez, that's Jack. Direct quote. Yeah, Jack says this. Wow. He yells it. That is rough. The mom overhears this, comes at Jack, socks him in the face, punches him. He falls down the steps outside the house. And then she says, man, that felt really good. Dude. And then does he... Does Leaving the door like open for Chet press charges against in. her for domestic violence. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, it was the nineties. Remember, remember in the nineties when literally every like kids movie was about parents being divorced. Like it was about marital problems between their parents. <laughs> yeah, or like yes. step parents or whatever. Yeah, dude, I, I like that's what kids are dealing with. Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. ends with like, "Hey, sometimes mommies and daddies I know. don't get back together." Oh yeah, and uh, like but I think. So I remember. I can't remember who was talking about it, but they were basically saying like, uh, the reason is because like parents are like so obsessed with the effect they're gonna have on their kids, right? So they're they writing like, these movies, yeah. And they were like, we don't care. We don't care if you get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not all about you. <laughs> it's not, life's not Kramer versus Kramer. I think exactly. I'm sure that it sucked. Well, no, it did it. 100% sucked when my parents got divorced, but I think it was well, like the, the point this person was, was making time where it was like, the, is the nobody like, when you're adults, when, when kids are adults, parents still think like, Oh, we have something to tell you. We're getting divorced. And it's like, I don't care. Like we're adults. We have <laughs> yeah. our own families now. Like, yeah. Yes. Like obviously. <laughs> uh, well, and I'm not saying divorce doesn't affect kids at whatever age, but obviously my parents got younger, divorced like, when I was an adult and it was traumatizing. Yeah, I could see how it would be sissy. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Well, I the reason it was traumatizing be... is because I had like just gotten married like 3 months earlier. Yeah, it would be so it was like It would be like a what does this mean kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to be married even now. <laughs> I have to deal with this. Yeah, and I can't rely on you freaking weirdos. <laughs> that's yeah. part of what it like keep it together. That's <laughs> part of it is like annoying. <laughs> Super annoying. Because it's the same thing whenever your parents, like, okay, I've been watching a lot of Dr. Phil lately. That's what I told them, too. They said, we're getting a divorce. You're supposed to be the adults. (laughs) This is so annoying. (laughs) Like, you're supposed to be the adults, but instead you're acting like little children. Yeah, it is. And it's like. And not every divorce is petty like that, but a lot of times there's like a ton of childishness that leads to it. Yeah, it's rough. So at the end, when they make the playoffs, oh my! Gosh, remember that okay. time on the podcast when <laughs> Phil was like, wouldn't shut up about my parents. Oh yeah, what? And like my parents' marriage and stuff like that. <laughs> Mister and Mister Eisenhower, I mean Mister yeah. and Mrs. Duke. Sorry, oh. yeah, that was funny. So then, what happened is at so Chet Sedman's old, right? At one point, he's pitching. He has one last play. He sh- hits a. He throws a fastball. Hits in, into a double play. He has to field the ball, but his arm is gone. He can't throw. He has to run the ball home, dive, makes the play, gets the out. And then he goes, put a fork in me. I'm done. Never pitches again. His arm is a noodle. Oh, this is Stedman. I was thinking it was the kid. <laughs> this is Chet Stedman. But okay. in... It's not Garden Hoser. It's not Garden Hoser. <laughs> Rabble Rouser. <laughs> it's not Rabble Rouser. <laughs> it's Henry Rowan Gardner. Oh, this is the one. Let me tell you the one thing that's always bugged me about this movie. The, <laughs> the one, one thing? There's only yes. one? No, this is really bad. So in the beginning, before the arm thing happens, <clears throat> Henry's at home doing laundry. 
and he's practicing and he's fantasizing that he's a pitcher in a major league game. And he says, mm-hmm. bottom of the ninth, two outs, bases loaded, full count, Rowan Gardner to pitch. And then he does like this, like it's an echo in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we understand. They don't announce the pitcher's name, especially in the middle of a of an at-bat. Every pitch. No, but that's not the part that bugs me. So then he like, he's like throwing something like that's into the, the into the washer, right? It's like a front load washer. He's throwing like a packet of detergent into it. Tide pods. Yes. <laughs> he winds up. So he says, between his mouth, bottom of the ninth, full count, bases loaded. He throws the thing into the washer. It goes right in, and then he exclaims, "Strike one!" What? Yeah. What an idiot. I know. Well, is that like, is that reinforcing? Like the kid <laughs> threw the ball over the fence. He's obviously an idiot and doesn't understand baseball. So maybe. Yeah. I can't tell if that's like a joke or just really bad writing. <laughs> it's got to be terrible writing. <laughs> so in the last game, the final game to win the pennant. I think it's like not postseason. It's like the last game, but it's like a very important game. Yeah. He's up against this giant dude from the pittsburgh pirates who at one point i love how the pirates are like the pirates and the cubs at the time this movie came out were like two of the worst teams in baseball yeah but they're like division rivals i think yeah but like what are the chances they both make the postseason you know that's why they're in the movie because like none of the legitimate teams would be like yeah "Yeah, like no we're too busy winning actual (laughs) baseball games yeah same with the angels that's like why angels in the outfield happen (laughs) How great would it be if it was, like, the actual Cubs and Pirates, for the most part, that were in the movie? Because, like, well, we're not busy in October. (laughs) We can film in October, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Clayton Kershaw. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As a Giants fan, it was pretty hilarious watching him completely implode. That's funny. Because they were legitimately the best team in baseball this year. And then, yeah, anyways. I still need to tell my Gary Busey. Dave Roberts is a bad manager. Yeah, dude, that, like, (laughs) anyways, insane managing. In the last game, something crazy happens. Henry's walking out to the mound. He steps on the ball, falls the Uh same way he fell earlier in the movie. Uh Uh-oh. Lands on the same arm. He's stepping on balls, man. Lands on the same arm. The magic is gone. He can't throw a fastball. His mom's in the stands, who also used to pitch, like, softball, she said. And she would, like, tell him to do the floater all the time. So she's, like, in the stands, motions him, do the floater. Do the floater. He goes, he's like, all right, I'm going to do the floater. He looks at his glove. There's a piece of tape there. He peels off the tape. Underneath is the tape is written his mother's name. (gasps) She. So his father never existed. Was the pitcher. Yeah, we have no idea what Dude. happened with the father. The father doesn't And he matter. was like, I always thought she was just a belly itcher. <laughs> Wait, the pitcher was a woman? <laughs> yes, and so he says, it was you? They're having this conversation in the middle of the game, mind you, from like hundreds of feet apart. He says, it was you? And she says, yeah, it was me. And then how did? Okay, he throws the floater underhand. It's like a like softball the, pitch. Yeah, but like Like a top, freaking girl. But like top hand, <laughs> overhand, you know? And Gary Busey's like, don't pitch like a girl. But it's like 
the craziest changeup this batter has oh, ever like seen. A, like he's flicking it. Like yeah, like he would like in bochi or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A <laughs> like you want to put some backspin on it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the dude misses, and they win the game. The Cubs win. And he did it without his magic arm. Okay, so. And you I got a girlfriend hate, in the middle of it, too? I know you're going to hate me for saying this, but I feel like there's some inconsistencies with this plot, Aaron. <laughs> um, Girls don't pitch. Yeah, I do hate you for saying that. You were right. Like, how did this piece of tape stay on his glove this whole time? Like, tape isn't how do you not like, notice dirt and stuff. <laughs> I don't like, know. that's how did ridiculous. you not notice the tape? Also, uh, like, softball gloves and baseball gloves are measurably different. <laughs> They're not the same type of glove. Also, maybe she he played has the baseball. Maybe she same pitched. size as a girl. Maybe she Dude, threw she a floater in baseball. Maybe so. She she threw the bocce pitch that could only literally only work once though because then it's just like okay you're just like laying it up for me i will knock this out of the park yeah <laughs> yeah i can put this ball literally wherever it's I like want the, in the it's field. like the fake punt in <laughs> baseball like oh you caught us yeah <laughs> oh man i miss on onside kicks when they were like actually exciting yeah i wish people more people like there's all kinds of research that points at the fact that we should try onside kicks more, but nobody does. Well, and now, but now they like it moved it, so they like moved the receiving team up, so they're oh, yeah, running as true. far, which makes it like impossible because you have to kick it past the past them basically to make it work to be legal. Yeah, so it's like that's stupid. Now, now it's like something. There like have been a lot more so. like going for it on fourth down has become a much more common yeah, thing though, which I like, which is nice. You gotta go for it. I like. I like. So that's the end of the movie. He makes up with his friends who he had big time. Oh, because he got a Pepsi commercial at one point. Oh, guys, spoiler alert for Rookie of the Year. Pepsi, okay, go ahead, Reebok, Aaron. everybody's foaming at the mouth for a piece of the kid. And then the mom says, which piece? Good. Creepy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you not understand? Like, the that same, that's, They don't want to like same? molest your child. They just want to like use his likeness. <laughs> yeah. That's the piece. That piece. The part that's gonna make them money. The part of you, it's the part of you that's Filipino, right, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, just, the, just, the, just a little bit. Okay. Just, 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 <laughs> just, 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 just. Oh, by the way, did Heidi Klum have a joke? She was gonna tell us, Aaron. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. So you guys want to hear something crazy that just literally happened? Freaking! Wait, I got to tell my Gary Busey story. <laughs> Let's hear what just really happened first. And and Aaron still has to read the credits for the movie Ricky, Rookie of the Year, dude. <laughs> oh, can I tell you something about Rookie of the Year? Ricky, ten minutes. Year? Just read read through the <laughs> no. <laughs> check this out. When I was a kid, we went to the movie theater to see Rookie of the Year, but we got there early, Brag. so we're just like walking the halls, you know. I saw the end of the movie. Like, I walked in to, like, see, is it over? I saw the end of the movie. So I saw that whole scene between him and the mom and throwing the floater. But I had no context for it. And then I went in and then I watched the movie from the beginning to the end. But I don't remember that. I remember walking in and seeing the end of the movie. And it's a very magical moment for me. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just want to read you guys the uh, the parental advisory. 
One of the boys refers to a girl as stacked and motions to his own chest. Yeah. There are scenes with provocatively <laughs> dressed women dancing. No nudity, but a bit suggestive. Mm-hmm. They're like in a club. What do you think they're suggesting? Oh, and then under profanity, the term funky butt loving is said. Funky butt loving, <laughs> yeah. So when these at the doctor's office, one of my best. He, his arm goes forward, long. hits the doctor in the nose. The doctor goes, funky butt loving. And oh, the, yeah, the I remember go, that, actually. Did he just say funky butt loving? <laughs> That's great. One of my longtime very good friends still says that. Me too, funky butt like, loving. I love it. It's actually not okay. It is okay. To say. Why? It's not okay to Why? say. Why? What's not okay about it? You tell me. Is that phrase canceled? Um, Did they cancel Funky Butt Loving? That'd be a shame. You don't like Funky Butt Love? I'm just saying it's like... You're saying actual butt loving is not okay. I'm saying that in a in a movie for children, no one should be referencing anal. That's what I'm saying. It's not about Yikes. anal. It's about loving people's butts. <laughs> just the look of it? No, just like the fact that they yeah. exist. Like when someone okay, says just the existence of. Okay. Did you see that girl's butt? Like I'm so glad we all have butts to sit on and stuff and poop with. But funky ones though, specifically. Yeah. No, no, no. The way you love them is funky. You don't love funky butts. Oh, oh, I see. See, here I was totally turned the around. The love okay. is the funky part. <laughs> yeah, the modifier is on the loving, not the butt. The butt is also a modifier. They're they're parallel adjectives. Can you remember to bleep okay. out where Phil said the freaking A word out of nowhere? Phil. Hey. <laughs> Jeez. It's not We're my... not talking about history. You can't say anals of time in that not <laughs> in, in your You weren't even quoting somebody. Was wrong. <laughs> and that word isn't in the Bible either, so you, you're not allowed to say it. <laughs> isn't it? Like I was trying to think of the most clinical No, you're right. way to say it. You said it correctly. I guess the S word, maybe? No, that is not <laughs> like, clinical. I mean, it's criminal. Yes. That's like the legal term, right? Yes. Oh, I see what Sodomy. you're saying. <laughs> you thought you were talking about the other S word. <laughs> I remember <laughs> when I was... Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> when, do you guys remember when... Part of me Marvel? doesn't care, but the other side of me does, really does. One side of me was is it? fine. The other side of me, not so much. <laughs> Like in the back of the I have of many Volkswagen. sides. I have many sides. Is that where the word yeah. came from? Like, you want to do... Wanna Wait, do which side, side of me? me? Which side of me? <laughs> which side of me? This is all, this is all unusable. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. and Mrs. No, Duke. No, it came from Sodom and Gomorrah. Obviously. Yeah, I know. I know you know. Oh, you're saying my joke that I made wasn't <laughs> accurate? Is that hey, not where the word actually came hey, from? If you're going to critique Rookie of the Year, I'm going to critique your joke. <laughs> um, crap, what was that? Also, I had a really big crush on the girl in this movie who also played Julie the Cat Gaffney in the Mighty Ducks franchise. And now you're making me look this up. Her name is so, Cologne I used to, something. She was French I used Canadian. to listen to sports radio when I was a... I would go through phases, but for like a period... I would listen to the Jim Rome show every day. I had this yeah, little on your tiny like radio and I would run the headphones up my sleeve and then I would like rest <laughs> my hand like when I was at school. I'd like rest my hand on my or rest my head on my hand and be listening like in my AirPods, Oh, those were know? the days. 
those because were you're a days. genius. Remember before yeah. even earpods when headphones were just like a wire yeah. with like two pieces of foam on the ends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the the thing going around your head was not like actually. Anyways, so I remember during that time was when Marv Albert got caught. Oh yeah, uh, with that prostitute or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that who? Am I remembering that right? Yeah, he bit her somewhere, and like th- he was charged with forcible sodomy or something like that. And I did not know what that meant, and I could never just from context clues figure out <laughs> like what it actually. It wasn't until ye- years later that I was like, "Oh, that's what that means." It's a really nice <laughs> way of saying he raped her. It's like, how is that not? Like, how is he not in prison? You know? Yeah, for like a long time. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, it's because he's rich. Oh, and she's like a prostitute. Hey, guys, remember when Harvey Weinstein killed himself and then everyone stopped talking about it like two days later? Wait, he he killed himself? Killed himself? Harvey Weinstein is still alive. What's his face? Oh, you're thinking of Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, the other white guy. (laughs) The other Steve. Harvey Weinstein's not dead. With a. He's dead to me, Aaron. Well, he was always dead to me. Oh, he wasn't to me. I loved him. Um, Aaron, I can't believe I'm going back to this, but what was the girl's name in Rookie of the Year? The character or the actress? Uh, either. Uh, her name was Becky Franker. Okay. I think. Franker. I know this because at Finger one point, killed her. The one point, one of the other girls says, "Some something told me. Someone told me Becky Franker doesn't think you're very ugly." And that's how kids hmm. were. What do you <laughs> like? That's like a really hot. You're like, wow, she doesn't think I'm very ugly. I'm in. <laughs> and then the other kid says, she stacked. Milk's done that body good, which is very offensive. Ugh, you should not say that, especially about 12 year olds in movies. Yeah. Even Who's if writing this crap? Old. An adult wrote that, though. <laughs> I know, dude. That's like, <laughs> like, yes, 90s kids movies said, a kid said it, but an adult so wrote that. Freaking creepy. Wait, is this the girl? She was in Mighty Ducks 2? Yes, that's what I said. Did you say that? I said she played Julie the Cat Gaffney in the Mighty Ducks franchise. I see. Phil, come on, man. Pay attention. I'm sorry I can't hold to memory every single word. Oh, dude, also Daniel Stern is in this movie, (laughs) and he is hilarious. What? Yeah, he's the pitching coach, Brickma. (laughs) <laughs> who, who is not good? Who's not? I feel good. like half of this stuff you could be making up, and we would have no idea which yeah, exactly. which facts. He's like really Daniel dumb. Stern. This could be another game. Rem- Aaron gives a plot summary of a '90s movie, and we have to guess: is this real or did? At Aaron one just point, he's talking up? about like re- re- recovery, and he says like some people like ice, some people like hot, but I found the middle ground. I heat up the ice cubes. <laughs> it's the best of both worlds. <laughs> so he's just an idiot. Yeah, he's really dumb. In the movie. He's the guy that is like the other wet bandit, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. And the and the voice and the sticky for bandit. um Correct. And and the voice for uh the Wonder Years. Is he? Yes, really? The adult voiceover. He was also in Fred City Savage. Slickers and he had that like Oh right, yeah. Was that he had that movie where like they went camping? Do you remember that? Bamboozled or no? It was a word like bamboozled. Bushwhacked. Bushwhacked. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there it is. <laughs> he was the voice for the Wonder Years. 
Yes, he was. Yeah, that's, that's right. Crazy. He's like a. I think he's like a pretty that well-respected that like writer or producer or something. He's probably done a bunch of voiceover stuff too. I bet if that's. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> I don't know. Could be. You could be right. Well, thanks for friendship. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the Sinusoid Custom Shop. Sinusoid Custom Shop is capable of doing pretty much whatever you want for your cables. Um, they can make cool like tech flex combinations. They can make right angle on one end and a noiseless jack on the other end. They can do pretty much whatever you want. They got their speaker cables in there. They have also have a really cool builder. You go on the website. You can design whatever you want. Uh, if you want a snake to put all your stuff in a loom together, you can do that there. If you want something wild out of the box, send them an email. They can do it. They do all kinds of crazy stuff all the time. And if you join our Patreon, you get a special discount for anything you buy from Sinusoid, including the custom shop. So tell them we sent you. You won't regret it. Sinusoid.com. Phil, why don't you tell us the story so of Gary, Gary Busey? Busey. <laughs> so, Aaron, I'm sure you're familiar with what I'm about to say. Cole, we're going to get to educate you in another Bernigan weird thing. So, oh, Was it the Pledge of Allegiance to the Jesus flag? No. Dang. Years ago... I was at Promise Keepers with <laughs> you um, saw your, <laughs> Promise Keepers with one of my one is of my Promise very Keepers good where you promise not to have premarital sex essentially. No, well, Promise Keepers is like a men's movement where they promise to they keep their promises. They promise to not beat their wives, I guess, as part of it. Oh, so it's like a whole organization to just try and get men to not be terrible people. Yes. Okay. Yes. I support that. Yes. So it's an evangelical thing that is, I'm, I find very odd. If if you really stop and think about it, it's like, oh, so we're saying, just we're gonna promise to do all the base level yeah. normal. Promise not all to right. be. A I'm criminal. looking it up, guys. There are seven promises that the promise keepers. Oh, good. <laughs> good. What are the, what are the promises? Um, experience the seven promises, and you'll never be the same. Promise keepers, promise keepers. So number one is honor. A promise keeper is committed to honoring Jesus Christ through worship, prayer, and obedience to God's word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Stupid. (laughs) Number two, brotherhood. Promise keeper is committed to pursuing relationships with a few other men, understanding what that he needs brothers to help (laughs) him keep his promises. So one promise. Not with with too many other men. A few other men. Number three. Number three is virtue. Promise keeper is committed (laughs) to practicing spiritual, moral, ethical, and sexual purity. Number four, commitment. Building strong marriages and families through love. Number five, change making. Number six, unity. Number seven, change making. Obedience. To explain change making. Change making. A promise keeper understands his authentic identity in quite in Christ in Christ and lives in unequivocal <laughs> integrity through Christ. That's not making changes yet. In Christ, no, no, and no, no, no. understands that Jesus calls him to be his hands and feet. He actively gives of his time and resources, yep. purposefully exactly. lifts up That's the leadership you, of the church and his nation in prayer. Now That's you where give you me promise to give all your money. Give me your money. Plus, if you keep promise seven, you have to be obedient, which means you can't not give me your money. You have to keep coming back to promise keepers. A few other men, all of whom are also in this cult. I'm just kidding. Ooh. <laughs> One side of me thinks it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> the other side of me is not super into promise keepers. Uh, <laughs> one side of me is a promise breaker. <laughs> promise but breaker. Another, another side of me 
You know how you can I keep from breaking promises? promises? Don't, Don't make them. Make them. Yeah. Let your yes be um, yes and your no be no. Um, I, when I was younger, but not wait. So you're at promise, but I didn't have enough money. But I didn't have enough money to follow through with this joke. There were <laughs> there were T-shirts that you could buy because obviously there obviously there's, there's always been T-shirts and, you could buy like ever since yes. T-shirts existed. Well, not like so in there was, caveman times. There were T-shirts <laughs> that said, "My husband's a promise keeper." Oh, and you wanted to get oh. one. I wanted one so bad. I love it. That would <laughs> I wanted be to great. Wear shirts. My husband's a promise keeper. Well, as a kid, it's, it's not as funny. But as an adult man, that would be a very funny thing to wear. Yes. When I'm a teenager, it's like, okay, it's funny it's because clear. you're too young to be married. Exactly. But now that I'm of legal age to be married, it's like, wait, wait what? a second. <laughs> well, you got to get it One and the... wear it to a Promise Keepers event. <laughs> yes. Yeah. With, a, with yes. Like, get a whole team of them. Team of people. Like, get a few other guys, think... a few other men. What did you think they meant when they said <laughs> to have a few other men with you? <laughs> that you were close to. Okay, so I'm at Promise Keepers, and I believe it was at this particular one was at the Rose Bowl. Whoa. So, oh, yeah, cool. It's Oh, they have, like, stadium No events, joke. Yeah. It's always a stadium, and they and they cover the the field with rows of chairs. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's not just, you know, it's like the entire thing is all. It's like a Billy Joel is, concert. Yes. <laughs> so it's not like there's a podium sitting in the middle. Oh, guys, is like masculinity from him. Masculinity is in crisis. The soul of men is I at know. stake. Society has turned up its nose to biblical definitions of manhood. Dude, the soul of my soul is at stake. S T E A K. I have stake for insoles. Souls. Oh, your soul. Steak. The soul. S T S O L E. Yes. I got my favorite surf. My favorite surf and turf. A steak. My favorite surf and turf is soul and steak. Yes, that's great. Because <laughs> so, soul is also a fish. You so idiots. my buddy Oliver and I, we're at one side of the field. So Oliver's on one side of you, and then on the other side of you, who's there? And. And uh, our seats were like, we had walked, I can't remember where, there was like food or something. And our seats were literally like straight across. And I was like, oh, it's going to take forever to get around. He goes, no, let's just walk through the, like the, we can walk on the field because those are, those are seats like anybody else. And, and I was like, okay, let's, yeah, we'll walk on the field. That's cool. <laughs> so we're walking, we walked down to the field and then there was no main row that went straight across. We had to walk to the front and then walk like literally on the front row of the field because uh-huh. the stage is on one end, right? <laughs> so we're, we walked up to literally the front row on the field and I'm thinking all of a sudden I was like, who is smoking here? Like, <laughs> Gary, yeah, that I seems a little unusual. I mean, yes, we're outdoors, but like still though, like seems a little odd. I think at one a, of like, it, isn't one that of the, the eighth promise? promises the eighth is promise. not to smoke. <laughs> yeah. <cigarettes>. Right. <laughs> But it wasn't cigarettes. It was it was a cigar. Oh, oh, and nice. and then and I was about to say it out loud <laughs> when the, this thing in my brain is like, that is a very recognizable voice. Oh, that's funny. And I look down and sitting right in the front row, he's just sitting there with his 
with his arms up around the two dudes next to him, like over the shoulders, mm-hmm. like in their chairs, Bowler you know, shoulders, <laughs> and this giant cigar in his mouth. And my buddy and I, we both go, oh, Gary Busey, like at the same time. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, hey, fellas, how's it going? And he like stood up and shook our hands. <laughs> That's a good Busey. And evidently, this was like right after his car accident and uh, finding Jesus uh-huh. moment. And somebody said, hey, you should come to Promise Keepers. And uh, there he was. So this was like oh, right man. before he got super crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'm gonna go out everything... on a limb and say he didn't keep some of his promises. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what promises he made. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, day. he definitely was surrounded by a few oh, other men. My gosh. Yes. Brotherhood. <laughs> Couple Brotherhood. Of... So anyway, that's the, that's it. Oh man. Gary Busey, front and center, promise keeper. Gary Busey, promise keeper. oh man i love it when celebrities find religion it's always funny it's great except tom cruise that one's just a little bit sad i guess it depends on the religion i don't know yeah i guess it depends on the the celebrity so you guys want to hear something crazy no. Yes. Freaking Ilyud Kipchoge just ran a sub two hour marathon, which is insane. Mm. The course isn't doesn't qualify for any world records or anything like that, mm-hmm. but still, like, AKA he cheated. Most people agreed that he that nobody would ever be able to run a sub two hour marathon unless you had like an extreme uh, downhill or wind advantage, which and he might he? have had on this course. I don't know. <laughs> Even so, it's still something no one has done before. It was in Vienna. Ah, I love their sausages. For that one, sodomy loves their sausages. <laughs> Did you guys ever eat Vienna sausages? Vienna sausages, like in the can. It's like a can of sausages. I don't think so. Wait, you don't know like Vienna sausages? Is that how it's? Is that how it's pronounced? Or did you just say it weird? What? Vienna sausages. sausages. <laughs> Y'all eat them Vienna sausages. <laughs> I hate you. Vienna sausage. 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 Yeah, Say dude, it normal Cole. like everyone else. Say sausage. Vienna sausage. They're basically like short like hot dogs smokies? in a can of like juice. No, they're like oh, they're unflavored. Like fat. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at pictures. That is unsettling. <laughs> I remember, like, my... M- oh, I better turn safe search on. My mom had them to, like, feed my little brother when he was, like, <laughs> a small child. World? It was just, like, a thing people ate back then that without well, any I mean, remorse. Not all people. Well, just poor people. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't lump us in with your poorness. It was a thing us poor folks did back in the day. That's cute. It's so cute. <laughs> Just um, a bouquet of Vienna sausage. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Aaron. Yeah. Becky from Rookie uh-huh. of the Year. She's a um, food and travel blogger. Yeah. Now. A word? What's her name? Cologne. And she only has 4,000 followers Cologne on Instagram. Cologne something. Cologne Jacobson Durston. 
Did you pull that from memory? No, I looked it up. Oh, okay. I, was I knew say, the Colum part. Even Colum Jacobson is, was her name. What what kind of a name is that? It's French Canadian. She's French Canadian. Colombe? Yeah, Colombe. Is that a is that a Utah? How's it spelled? Idaho name? It's a French Quincy? name. C O L O M B E. Quincy. Colombe. Yeah. Colombe. <clears throat> That's not Quincy. like a common French name, but I heard that. I heard it. La, La Colombe. Coffee. It's very popular. It literally, it's literally like French for column. Yeah. Why would you name your kid that? I don't know. I don't know. Why'd you name your kid Phil? Yeah. What is a Phil? It What's was a Phil? After my uncle. I yeah. Think. Well, what is your uncle? Why was your uncle named Phil? Dude, what if you're? What know. if it was actually? Like I'm gonna look it up. What is time? a Phil? What is a Phil? Philbert. I know what those are. That's a kind of nut. Phil literally just means like a Lever person. Of horses. It's like Philo, like a philosophist, phylogenist. Phylogenist. Yeah. I never heard that. I'm not a phylogenist. I've been accused of that many times. All right. Google Dictionary needs to calm down because this is what it says. <laughs> Philo, combining form, <laughs> prefix, Phil, denoting a liking for a specified thing. And then the example it gives is phylogenist. Hmm. <laughs> There's like a hundred other words that are more common than that. I know. <laughs> uh, hey, Aaron, let's do your game. <laughs> I love that date when Charlie on Always Sunny goes on that date. And he's supposed to be a philanthropist. And he can't remember the word. Uh, full, on, f- full on rapist? Yeah. <laughs> and then when he's talking. When he's talking to him, he's like, man, I'm screwing it up, guys. He's like, yeah, you said you were a rapist. (laughs) (laughs) Screwing it up. Uh, This guy in the bathroom wouldn't give me his shirt. (laughs) Anyways. He's like sweating like crazy. (laughs) I haven't started. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't started watching the new season. How much cheese is too much? Any cheese. Any any amount of cheese is too much to eat before a date. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man the new season is off to a rocky start i would say is it yeah oh yeah i watched it doesn't the first have the episode. same like doesn't have the same magic as before i know i've said That's magic what I was saying many times on this podcast mac is like too sexy for his own good and i know he's like he's finally embraced his yeah. his like sexual orientation or whatever mm-hmm. but i think part of it is just that it seems like you can really feel the improv happening now. Yeah. Whereas before it seemed like it was so, and maybe they just had more time to make it. I don't know. Cause Part they're all of it, doing like, other stuff you just, now. at a certain point, like, I don't know. You just can't have the magic. Yeah. For all that long. Like every no show stays great forever. Yeah. And in, instead of feeling like they are the characters now, it almost feels, you can like feel them playing the characters. So it's like, it's not as good, but yeah. every once in a while they hit and like like last season had like two or three really good episodes. Yeah, and I'm hoping. Well, and some of the too. stuff they did, like like the finale last season, that was the, impressive yeah. with the dance and everything, mm-hmm. was like amazing. But it wasn't amazing in a way that it had ever been before. You right, know? it was completely different. Yeah, it was interesting. I can't remember. I was listening to an interview with Charlie Day, I guess. There was a podcast, and maybe it was like the Pete Holmes podcast or something. But was it Dak Shepard? He was on 
Oh, yes, it must have been that. And uh, he was he was basically talking about how like a lot of the stuff that Mac comes up with, they're like not fully on board with, but they're just like, okay, I guess that's weird. Like when he gained all the weight and then lost all the weight. Oh yeah. <laughs> like he was saying like, well, it was funny when you were fat, but what's funny about you being ripped? Like that's not <laughs> funny. And he was saying how like disgusting he was when he was fat. He's like he couldn't even like eat with his mouth closed because he couldn't, he couldn't breathe, breathe. His nose <laughs> <laughs> he's like he was just always making these disgusting sounds and everything and he's like how is it funny for you to be ripped like i get why you want to not be fat anymore as a human being but like you know anyways i That's thought that funny. was it, it's funny to think of them like disagreeing about stuff as ridiculous as that it is funny if you play a stringed instrument, you owe it to yourself to check out the Gabrielle Tenorio String Company. Every string from Gabrielle features a round core, fully hand-wound, one at a time in Gabrielle's shop on a machine he designed himself to make sure you get the best, most consistent tone from your guitar. Gabrielle makes strings for electric and acoustic guitar, bass, mandolin, uke, bass six, banjo, and just about anything else you can think of strumming or plucking. Each set is specifically designed for your instrument to bring out the sound you always wanted to get out of it. Check out the all-nickel strings for a classic mellow tone that feels broken in from day one and just gets better over time i've had them on my telly for a little over a year now and i just now feel like i need to replace them i promise you if you try these strings you'll never want to play another brand again join the string cult today at the gts.co phil i'm glad you asked about my game <laughs> because folks i have brought back another edition of stash it mash it or trash it Back by can you popular press the demand. Can you press the button with a cheering crowd? Back by sound? Cole berating me every day for the last two weeks, never letting anything <laughs> drop. Deservedly. For one second. Attacking me, despite the fact that none of our viewers complained about the change in direction. Mm. I actually had two different people message me about it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who? Mm-hmm. But then, uh, I'm not going to tell you. Probably later. <laughs> Give me their names. Johnson. I want names. Alan. Hug and kiss. I want. Dershowitz. I want one of these people on one side of me, and the other person on the other side of me. <laughs> and I want to have a conversation a with them. Is that what they're doing at these <laughs> promise keepers? Is that why you have to have a guy on each side? <laughs> you gotta have a it's little bunch, like, a few guys around. Um, so, <laughs> we're today's all about modulation. So I have, well, I got a Boscatana amplifier, Phil, um, and then. <laughs> When I had it for like two or three weeks, <laughs> they announced a, a version two. How sharp is it? Mach two, Mark two. Is it Mark two? Yeah, Mach two is like speed, right? Yeah. Anyway, so the Boscatana Mark two came out. So I returned my original one and ordered the new one, and then I got it like a few days later. So I have the new one. I didn't even know you got it already. Oh yeah, sorry. I got it like yesterday or the day before. Sorry, I don't tell this you. Bull crap. About my life. I'm sorry. You do tell us everything about that's the thing. We all tell each other everything about right, our lives. So, so that's why I'm surprised. Yeah, I got it. No, I did. Remember? I know it, I was we were talking I know about exactly it. what alcohol both of you drank last night. I was telling you about it. I was talking about it not having the not having the uh the foot thing on it, you know, the, the little stamp, tilt back. Yeah. yeah. That was when I got it. Um but anyway Have you what? Oh, <laughs> he was talking and then he was interrupted. So the effects are like more usable now because you can use instead of. Are you familiar with how it was set up before, Phil? 
Not at all. So basically there was like each knob, each effect knob controlled two effects. But it was like the first sweep was the first effect. And then from like midnight to the end was like the second effect. So you would like oh, turn up one weird. effect. But then when you got to the, the middle, then it would like switch to the other effect. It was kind of a, so good, you couldn't it use was a cool way of like. So you can't have those two effects at the same time. At the same yeah, time. exactly. But it was a cool way of doing multi-effects with just a couple knobs. Yeah, it was. I guess. Shut, Shut up, up, Phil. But what they did, what <laughs> they did on the new one is they made those knobs like concentric knobs now. So now, Good. instead of having one knob for two effects, you have two effects independent. Um, Good. I would say that's worth it. Losing the kickstand. Yeah, it is. That's like that's the primary upgrade. I don't know that that me. was a. I don't know that that was the decision they had to make. Like, well, if we're gonna <laughs> hey, put these two knobs, we gotta cut something. <laughs> Can't have the. I guess we could cut the kickstand. <laughs> I think a lot of people complained about the reliability it's a one of for the one. kickstand anyway. Yeah, like that was the thing because I've seen a lot of people in the Katana group like saying, "Oh, at least they got rid of that stupid kickstand," which yeah, I like, disagree shut up, vehemently. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry that they did something cool and fun. So like, that's sorry, the thing, and then the losers. other the other main change is that now like each of the amp styles has you have a a variation of each, so you have two clean sounds, two crunch, etc., instead of one of each. Anyway, so. I've been playing a lot with the octave setting on there and like finding that it's pretty fun. So one of the things that I wanted to look at today is octave pedals. And I'm going to give you three options for an octave pedal and I'm going to have you choose which one you would want. Number one. Are you ready? Yes. Um, Yeah. Number one is, sorry. Number one is the OC3 dual super octave pedal from boss itself oc3 what is it it's just the oc3 dual super octave that's what it's called dual so the dual super octave gives you it's a poly octave pedal so you have up and down i believe Mm. um and it also has um direct level octave one level octave two level and then you can choose drive, octave two, or range. So there's multiple octaves. One up. I believe one up, one down. Yeah. So you can go up one octave and you can go down up to two octaves. It's like yes. a sub octave. It's a super octave. That's your first super model. Sub. That retails for $129.99. Can I ask a stupid sure. question? And it has a I have no output, doubt which is kind of cool. I have no like doubt. Like as a DI. You, you could use it as a DI pedal. Oh, whatever. nice. Yeah, like a lot of those that, Digitech pedals. That was going to be my. This is a Boss pedal, but that was going to be my question. I know. I said Explain. it was like the Digitech pedals. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's your question? Explain. So we've got output mono, and then we got direct out. So what? What is happening there? Usually, direct out like I bypasses the, like a line level. It bypasses the signal. Isn't that what it does? No, or that'd no? be a dry. Uh, I, I, why? But tell tell me what I can do with that. That could, is cool. You can run you it direct. Can run it to your board. It's a DI pedal. It's the same. So especially, I, I think it's mostly useful if you're playing bass and you're not using an amp. So you can run like directly into the. But if it's PA. if it's, so it's it's doing something to to the signal, or else I would just run a quarter inch it's, he to said the board. Yeah, line because your instrument level is instrument not line level. level, Phil. That's why you can't run your guitar directly into a mixing console. 
So this is what I'm asking. So the direct out is line level. Okay. It's like a DI. That's what DI stands for is direct input. And the out. Holy crap. The output is instrument I don't know that that's true. I think it is, though. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, direct input. Box. All right, so that's your number one option. That's your first option. Your second option is... Now I'm, now I'm curious if that's actually what the direct out is or if it is a dry out. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying, but I don't know the answer to that question. Well, a lot of help you are. Your next option is on the opposite end of the spectrum. It's a single foot switch pedal with zero knobs. Whoa. And one LED called the tentacle from earthquaker devices oh yeah i've seen that one the the tentacle is the octave circuit from their hoof reaper pedal um and it's basically just a analog octave up so it's got that weird kind of like almost ring mod octave sound to it it's very like I don't know how you describe it like bell like i guess it sounds like it like kind of rings you know like a ring mod <laughs> am i explaining this well <laughs> <laughs> nope <laughs> um it's just like it just has that like very kind of like vintage analog like if you think of like an octave fuzz it's like that sound but without the fuzz part right so right. you can play it draw like with your clean sound or you could put it with any other like dirt pedal so this is, as far as the um, that old fill, what do we call it? The fill equation, the fill formula. Yeah. You're getting very low value. <laughs> this is very low value. One literally one zero, knobs. zero knobs, no knobs. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough, I would say. Hmm. All right, that one is also 129 dollars. It's 99 cents cheaper mm-hmm. than the the boss. Mm-hmm. Your third. What? Oh, here's like, I kind of like the idea of just having a pedal that you can't adjust at all because it's like, well, somebody else knows like the best settings for it. Mm-hmm. So right. Just, like, yeah. Sell totally. It to me like that. <laughs> like, you're smarter than I am. If you, if you give me a bunch of knobs, I'm just gonna screw it up anyways. True. All it right. Is your so third option: having the LED like oh. right in the middle of the pedal. Anyways, go ahead. It's really, it's really weird. I want to see the inside and see like what's going on in there. Yeah. Um, your third option is a little bit more expensive. It's one hundred seventy-four dollars and forty cents. Seventy-four cents. Is that on Amazon? One hundred seventy-four dollars and forty cents. Very. This is the pitchfork from Electric Harmonics, which Ooh. you're familiar with. Um. So it allows you again up down or dual but instead of just octave you can actually choose different like intervals intervals yeah so you can do a minor two a major two a major three i guess p stands for pentatonic fourth and fifth major sixth minor seventh and you can do latching or momentary it's what pretty cool P stand for pretty pretty it cool. must be pentatonic i guess i don't know that what else it would sense, mean then. expression out is pretty cool well expression in i mean yeah expression 
<laughs> yeah, so you can basically, it'd be like a whammy if you have an expression pedal input. Because right, isn't that what right. the whammy does? It like It's a pitch shift. Yeah, so you can like with a go up to it, like move from, wee, wee, yeah, basically wee. like bake your clean signal up to kind of like that <laughs> yep so funny enough i was just talking to a guy like two days ago about this pedal and he was saying at a gig that i'll talk about on the next episode maybe let's get ready for the next episode and he was saying how much he loves it i wonder what the one what are those one two and three are those like presets you can set Oh, that's know. one. That's one, two, three octaves. Full probably. octave, yeah. That's a full octave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. And you can either go up or down, or both. Man, that is a cool pedal, dude. Ima- Im- I can't imagine like what it would sound like doing a minor seventh up and down. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's a question: If you're going down, okay. Well, I guess it-, it would just play the minor seventh of like that scale, and then. So it would be. Would it, would it still f- be though? Would it be the like the if you're playing a C, it would be like the the B and the D or whatever. Yeah, something. Or no, it'd be it'd be like the B below and the B above. Well, the C would be the A, right? Or B flat. I don't know. The seven would be the A. So it would, if you're playing a C, then it would play the A up or down. I would think. So it would just well, go further up would than be it a would down. B if you're playing a C. No. Yeah, the seventh is a half step below the octave. Oh yeah. Wait, what? B is right below C. Yeah, B is the seventh. A B C. You just do that. That's enough to tell you right there. Yeah. A B C. You're right. But then, so that's my question: Is it just so if this if a seventh is it going to be the B below? Or is it going to be like 15 half steps down? Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out, too. And I don't know the yeah, answer to that. I wonder. It must just be the the two Bs. That's what I would think, too. Because otherwise, every other setting on there would be like unusable, except the octaves in the dual mode. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, man. Cool I want to get one of these. I've wanted one for a while, and I think that's it's on my list of things to get. I like that it's also small. <laughs> We might be giving away which one we're going to mash here. Well, yeah, probably. I'm going to mash the pitchfork. <laughs> I'm going to stash the tentacle, and I'm going to trash the boss. Crap. I feel like I should choose different options than you. The thing about the pitchfork and the boss are very similar so I don't see a reason to have both of them. But apparently, like this OC3, like in what I'm reading about it, it's like it has the legendary OC2 algorithm and crap. So apparently... Yeah, it's pretty popular. Like it's a very, yeah, well-known deal. Dealio. What's the did it, the dealio, dealio. What the did it, did do. Okay, I, I am going to, because I want to try that mofo out. I'm going to I'm going to stash the OC3 and trash the tentacle. And when are you going to mash the It sounds too much like testicle and I ain't into that. I'm very happy to have two of them. Oh, you're going to run those dual mode? 
parallel yeah. or in series? <laughs> I think they're probably in parallel, right? Yeah. Roughly. Anyways. Testicles. One's like a minor seventh <laughs> down from the other. Uh, whoa. <laughs> Phil? Yeah, one is like a half step down from the other. <laughs> that's normal, down. though. That's totally normal. <laughs> it's like that's how avocados hang <laughs> on the tree. They grow in pairs. One's a half step down. Phil, <laughs> your decision, sir. Your or your um, balls. I'm. I always go um, like tweakability. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I'm going to go out on a limb and say the tentacle ranks lowest in tweakability <laughs> on this list. Yes, it is untweakwithable. Yes. So. I'm going to trash the tentacle. Oh, you. But I, it's my favorite. I love Earthquaker Device's artwork. It's a really cool And this is one of my favorites. It's really good. The color scheme is really good, too. Mm. It's super, super cool looking. Yeah, Um, I really like it. Thank you. So I'm also a fan of cool pedal art. Mm. But my desire to I think tweak OC three has the better pedal art of all these. Yeah, <laughs> just brown with um, text on it. I agree with that. It's a glitter brown though. Indeed, it's got a here's, subtle here's glitter Here's why to it. I Dude, chose. I, I had the bad glitter browns the other night. <laughs> well, I guess to say what Phil was saying, what Cole was saying, I chose the tentacle because it's so much different from the other two. That yeah, I would yeah. rather have two very different things available than. One thing that's like pretty similar to the thing, but at that the I'm same mashing. time, like like you could set up the OC three to be on one hand it's different, but on the other hand it only does one thing that's different, you know. Yeah, but sides. it There's has, many but sides. it's also There's like many the sides. other two are both digital, and this one's analog, so it has like a very different sound to it, even. Yeah, totally. Like it's the type like, of octave. I'm going to mash the super octave OC three. Okay. And stash the pitchfork. Mm. And I feel, and that's solely based on the functionality, even though I'm very, I am I always love expression jacks, even though I never use them. Yeah. But I'm always drawn to them. The reason I think the pitchfork is better is just because it has like different intervals that you can choose and not just octaves. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's a good point. But I mean, I could see but, going either way. But I'm not like a good player per That's se. True. So like Neither minor I. six, minor seven, like I just bang on all the strings. I never do like yeah, yeah. Sing- single Dude, the notes. The nice thing ever. is you could do like, could you just drop it a half step? Maybe not. That's what you'd need the, uh, what was the other digit? Oh, the ricochet. Well, no, you could. So if the, if the minor seven is like, like you said, it's the half step down. Then if you just oh, okay. put it to yes. full wet, then you could flip it to down mode. Yeah, flip it down and put it on full wet. Then just it flip would flip it down, guys. Then it would do that and reverse it. Don't flip it down. It's pain. You flip it up. Put the thing down. down. Flip it. Reverse it. All right, dude. The ricochet is a pretty wild pedal. I really want one. I'm also like also I really like the Digitech the Freak Q. Freak yeah. Q. Freak you, pal. Or freak. 
Uh, freak oh, the out. freak out. Is that what you're talking about? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the freak out. Yeah. Because it's just like, mm, 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 mm. it's just like a feedback. Mm, mm, you were actually right, Phil. The freak out. I think it's the freak you out. Very... The freak you out. Freak you out. But it's spelled like F-R-E-Q-O-U-T. Yeah, like freak you out. Free Q out. Yeah, we get it, Aaron. <laughs> 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 I think it looks really cool too, dude. Get this. I just looked up the free queue out, and on the <laughs> on Sweetwater, there's this warning: cancer and reproductive harm. For more information, it's what? like some freaking. Oh, it is specifically California. Like they have to start putting that crap on websites now. Because uh, there's something in this like, has been one known to cause cancer. Blah blah blah. Good. It's like, was well, the pedal ever been in the sun? Because then it is known to cause cancer. Like Big deal. Petals cause cancer when they're in the sun. Well, the sun causes cancer. <laughs> is, is it like I didn't know that that petals could yeah, carry like they carry the, the sun rays. cancer to you? Well, no, but that's the thing is like it's not. It's not like they're saying that like this has been in an area or something like that. I don't know. California's no, I think they're saying that like one of the components inside are like could potentially be hazardous. If you lick it, if you. They will the, come. If you put the thing down, flip it, and reverse it, you might get cancer. That sounded a lot worse than I intended to. I was just trying to make a Field of Dreams joke. <laughs> I got it. I got you. I was just going to let it go. <laughs> All right. The other effect that I've been having a lot of fun with recently is Gun Street Wiring Shop represents a brand new approach to the guitar wiring market. From their nothing is impossible philosophy to their community first attitude, Gun Street Wiring Shop is the premier maker of guitar wiring harnesses. Based in Central Oregon, Gun Street only does one thing. Make your guitar sound and play better. Bored with your standard switching? Gun Street. Need more options? Gun Street. Looking to nail that classic tone? Gun Street. You want to try something that's never been done before? Gun Street. Sean's always coming up with new circuit designs. He's always down to make something special to fit your exact needs. So hit him up now, GunStreetWiringShop.com. Turn your SG into an OMG, your Les Paul into a more Paul your Telecaster into a Telestar Blaster. And as always, members of the street crew get an extra discount at everything at GunStreetWiringShop.com. Vibrato, also known as Tremolo. So I'm going to give you three Tremolo pedals <laughs> to choose from. <laughs> I've decided Wait, intentionally not that, to... Like, so are these pedals that mimic the uh, vibrato on a guitar? Yes. They are, or do I mean, they mimic the vo- their volume the vibrato of the volume modulation note. pedals? They okay. modulate the volume amplitude modulation. Hmm. Pedals. So it's like an AM radio simulator. Yes. Are you ready for this? I've chosen three different brands. I almost included the sub and up in the octave pedal, but I wanted to include the pipeline in this. So your first option is a TC Electronic pipeline tremolo pedal with tap tempo. I don't know if it actually has tap tempo or if it does that stupid strum tempo thing. Like, ugh. Yeah, that. that was misguided. I mean, it only has one foot switch, so it must, unless you like hold it down. It could like go into momentary mode. Yeah. Tap it in, yeah. Um, anyway, Just it has some kind of tap. 
the thing is the the Just the tap problem with in. that if you sell it like tap tempo tap, meaning tap, tap, the strummy thing mm-hmm. like the whole reason you want tap tempo is to be precise yeah, yeah. and that method is not precise it's not yeah it's really bad and when i had the flashback i hated that feature yeah plus it cuts out the sound so you can't like do it yeah. Like, like if you're playing yeah. in a song and you need to readjust, you can just tap while you're playing. You can't do yeah. that like with that. Um so this has speed, depth, volume and then it has vintage <laughs> mode or square wave mode and then a tone print, which you can like load a tone print. But it also has um what do you like subdivision selection. So you can do quarter note, quarter note triplets, eighth note for the tap, eighth note triplets. Um 16th notes or dotted eighth note triplets yeah i guess you would have to do it with tap which is weird it must have something different it must have like an actual tap tempo mode on it where you can like put it yeah into that's momentary. what i'm thinking like you just hold down the foot switch and it goes into tap tempo because that's yeah. how the old flashback was was it i think so no maybe they changed it to that maybe well, because the strumming thing, that wasn't like the original flashback. Yeah, I had the single flashback like before the X4 came Not out. Not the V2? No, it was like the original one, and that's how really? it was. Yeah. Because this was like that's almost wild. like five years that's ago. That's wild. <laughs> hard mode. You can do hard mode. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> you also get the tone print editor, and you can load whatever tone prints you want, which is a pretty cool thing to do. And it sounds insane when you actually load them on there. Yeah, it's wild. It's like, a, <laughs> it's like it's like an old modem or something. <clears throat> Do not disassemble. Number five is alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, your next option. No disassemble, Stephanie. <laughs> your next option is the Keeley Eddie Heinzelman Verbo Trim. Did we ever do this one before? Aaron. <laughs> Yeti Heinzelman Verbo Trim. I think we did, but that uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> You're going to do it again. <laughs> you got another chance to do it. Rate, depth, reverb, level. It's a verb and trem. Verb O trem. We did do this one. But we did the Verbo Trem in a different category, so it doesn't count as a repeat. This right. is a train wreck. Right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Your third option. <laughs> Your second option is uh, not the Verbo Trem because we've done that one before. Your second option is the Walrus Audio Monument Harmonic Tap Tremolo Pedal V2. This is a harmonic tremolo pedal with a dedicated foot switch for tap tempo uh, with volume, subdivision, rate, and depth knot modes, as well as a wave shape selector uh, which gives you sine square sawtooth hump and like random and then you can choose harmonic tremolo or standard tremolo harmonic tremolo as i understand it is takes two different sounds and brings them in and out like opposite one another which two sounds 
It's like the like the high train going by, like the Doppler, the ding 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 ding. That's yeah. one of the sounds, and the other is the crowd cheering. Aruga. That's basically your options. Hubba hubba. Or you can do like the sound of clock noise. Hamina 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 hamina. Or you can choose clock sounds. This has a Howlin' Wolf on the cover. On the cover? What am I selling records here? It also has an expression or tap. What are we selling Input. records here? <laughs> so you can uh, you can take your tap tempo out from another pedal and sync it up with this one if you want to. I'm sorry, I didn't know it was pick on the square guy. <laughs> we'll be on my way. <laughs> oh, bye bye. <laughs> Do you even know your daughter? <laughs> uh, guys, what I always say is shower the people you love with love. It's a James Taylor reference. That is not the song from the movie. Your third choice. It was I just called to say I love you. I know. I remember. Do we look like the kind of store that sells like just called to say I love you. Go to the mall. <laughs> Go to the mall. <laughs> uh, remember when there were record just random record stores at the mall, like Sam Goody and stuff. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You would never send someone to the mall to buy <laughs> to buy the vinyl single of I just called to say I love you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you would go to that <laughs> to that store now. <laughs> You're the only place that has it. All right, your yeah, third like I already option. checked at the mall, and they don't have it. <laughs> your third option is the Catalan Bread Valcoder, which is based on a Valco amp. This is a tremolo and preamp in one. So it has depth and speed, and then it has input and output. The input is like a gain control, I believe, and then the output is like volume. Um, so you can turn the depth all the way down and just use the the like preamp that sounds like the Valco-style preamp. Or you oh, can turn cool. the input gain down, I think, and just use the depth and speed. Huh. Okay, I've got my choice. What was the second one again? The monument. The walrus monument. So you got the monument, the valcoder, and the pipeline. Monument, valcoder, pipeline. Phil, you have your choice. Go mm-hmm. for it. Oh, the monument just says when you said it had hump mode on it. I was gonna say it'd be funny if it said the actual words, but no. It's, it's actually called shape. lump mode. Apparently, I was wrong. Oh, she's Sorry. lump. She's lump. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna mash. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna mash the Walrus Audio <laughs> Monument Harmonic Tap Tempo Pedal Version Two. Tap, tap tremolo pedal. Oh, yes. No, it's just a tap tempo pedal. It <laughs> receives a tap tempo. I'm going to... Oof. I think I'm going to stash the pipeline mm-hmm. because it says that it has tap tempo, and then I'm going to trash the Valcoder because it doesn't have ain't nobody tempo. got time for... Why do you... Want... Let me ask mm-hmm. you... How important is tap tempo to you on tremolo? Well, I hate tremolo. Okay. So, not very. And yet... But I don't yet, like... That's the sole reason why so you, you just want to trash. <laughs> but I don't like things that don't have tap tempo. Why? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Why, though? Even things I don't like. 
words. They're not precise enough. Because I want to be able to control the tempo. You can. There's a rate It's knob. all about control. With, with my foot, Aaron. Roll the knob. Just roll the knob. With my foot. I don't get it. I think tap tempo on a tremolo is kind of cool, but not at all necessary. But I don't think... But tremolo isn't the type of effect that you'd necessarily want to be at like... Like synced up. Quarter note, exactly. Yeah. Like with the tempo of the song, necessarily. I mean, maybe you would, but like delay makes more sense because you'd want like the ping, 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 like the, you know, yeah, ping pong type thing. I mean, I um, guess I get it. I understand like how it could be cool, but it just doesn't. It's not that that big of a deal to me. I've never been one to successfully use tremolo, so I'm not one to say, but it seems like it'd be less. Can we agree it would be less important than it is on delay? Yeah, for sure. Are we all? I can agree with that. It's a thousand percent. I can less be less important. I can join your agreeance um, <laughs> for that. I don't agree but... with you, Cole, but I do agree with your idea. <laughs> <laughs> that it is less important. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. Hear you say that. Um, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna mash the tremolo. The mon- I'm gonna mash the monument just because I like alliteration. I'm gonna stash the Valco. <laughs> the Valcoder because I like the look of it and the sound of it and I'm going to trash the other one that I said the pipeline because I don't F with TC <laughs> yeah, I mean I've had several of their, of their pedals and I've never like wanted to keep them granted they've been the only, mostly delays but the only pedal I really liked of theirs was the helix phaser mm. But it was because it was because it was basically just like the the tone print I used was basically just like a phase ninety. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna mash the Catlin bread. Uh huh. Because I think I'd like that preamp on there. Yeah, you would. I'm gonna stash the walrus. Nice. And I'm gonna trash the TC because trash it. I'm gonna mash trash. myself. Stash our fans and trash you two. Yikes. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I have one more thing to say. I guess. Thanks for friendship. And give us your money. Yeah. Patron. Buy our t shirts. Get us you some can, college you girls. You can patronize us. We're okay with that. Yeah, patronize us. We. Give us some of that we sweet, covet sweet your patronage. Hipster bank money. Tell us, send us a synopsis of your favorite 90s baseball movie. Was there one with like a chimpanzee that played baseball? I feel like there was. Yes. But what's it called? I feel like every decade there's one. It wasn't Dunstan. Dunstan was a different chimp. There was one with uh, Matt LeBlanc. Oh, yeah. But was that baseball, or was it just a dude Ed. and a monkey? Yeah, it's Ed. It's Matt LeBlanc and a monkey. It's not a monkey. Though. Playing baseball? Monkeys have tails. Okay, you're right. Chimp. It was a chimpanzee. So was it, but was it it's specifically baseball, baseball? Yeah. The cover is them in baseball uniforms, wearing pinstripes. Okay, thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. Mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip.
Talk about you.